This episode is brought to you by Monkey Blood Design and Publishing. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Imagine, create, play. Monkey Blood Design and Publishing is a publisher of products for role-playing games from the theater of the mind glory days of the 70s and 80s to the in-depth rule systems of modern gaming. Monkey Blood Design and Publishing is also the home of the Gold Any Award-winning The Midderland setting and its creator, Glenn Seal. Monkey Blood ships quality gaming products around the world from their UK web store, but you can also find their products on DriveThruRPG, Itch.io, and Redbubble. Not only do they offer high-quality gaming material, but if you need a piece of cartography, art, writing, or layout for your own project, Monkey Blood Design and Publishing can offer freelance services to help bring your own project to creation. So, if you want to buy some great RPG products or get help bringing your own to fruition, head on over to monkeyblooddesign.co.uk and get in touch. Let Monkey Blood Design and Publishing help you to imagine, create, and play. Abandon all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Okay, we've got a voicemail off first off from John Allen Large. So go ahead, John. Hey there, Glenn. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just listening to your behind the screen episode. And you're asking people to call in and explain how we do our gem screens. Well, most of my games are run online, so my sort of gem screen slash gem space is pretty much my fold-out computer desk. I have my keyboard on it, and it's quite a sort of deep desk. So behind my keyboard, I've got space to output books and charts and even a gem screen. And then to my left, I've got like a small side table. And to my right, I've got like another sort of lower down little desk with my printer and my scanner on, which I can also put things on. So I've got three little spaces around me where I can like reach for things, which is great. As you rightly say, there's never enough space to put everything in. So quite often I'll end up with like stuff put on the second chair next to me or stuff like that. But we seem to muddle through. Anyway, enjoy the episode, dude. Take out. I'll catch you soon. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, that uh, looks like you got a little more space to work with, but not much. And you're right. I like, you know, I do like to sit at, some people just don't like to sit at the head of the table. I like to sit at the head of the table because I think there's more room there. Yeah, you've got room in the middle of the table, but I always feel like I'm crowding another player out one way or another. But yeah, that the the ideal thing the way you have it is you got a thing up front and stuff, and then you got two side tables. It's almost like you have like you know it's it's kind of semicircular almost. And so that to me is a good thing because if you have a, t- a small table on one side and the other side, and you, you you're like me, yeah, you still have to use another chair to put stuff on. Me, I end up putting stuff down on the ground next to me. So thank you. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. All right. I wanted to talk about, to the, I'm going to talk to the, the new players, a certain type of player, and the new players, if you're like this. There are some players that just get right into it. There's some people who are kind of, I don't know, shy and kind of reticent or just quiet. And they want to do something, okay? They want to do something you don't know you can do or something you want to work on something that may not be in the rules. But you know how they always say, well, talk to your DM. Well, talk to him. You've got to to talk to him. 
And if you come up with, like, say, a spell you wanted to create or some magic item that he thought would be cool and I would like my character to be able to do this or something like that, well, sell it. That's all I can say. Sell it. You know, um, elevator pitch pitches are good. Or as I say, high, or they call them high concept, which is basically, can you boil down what you want to do to one or two sentences? You've got a better way of dealing with it because, you know, and, and if you start a sentence saying, like, I'd like to, not I want, because that's wrong, because they're, the, the GM's going to just, you know, clam up. But you say, I'd like to see if I can get the character to do this, you know, just like, you know, it's his game. So you want to be able to the character to do this. And that. You say it like that, the D the GM's gonna like perk up, going, "Okay, well, let's see what we can do. I could do this and this and this." Now, if it's too outrageous, they're probably gonna say no, and get used to hearing no once in a while. People, everybody should get used. And you know, if no is all the only thing they can say, that you know, that's the worst thing they can say. You're, 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 you're ahead of the game. But. You know, just say, I'd like to. It's just, you know, be a little bit more deferring. I mean, he understands. A good a GM worth his salt understands these things, understands the players, and they want to play the way. But if it's something that just does not fit into the game at all, you know, he'd probably say no, but why don't you... Well, first of all, the GM should say, well, what kind of character do you like to play? You know, if it isn't going to work, you know... And then go from there. Get the dialogue going. But if you want something to work something, try and sell it. You know, give them the, give them the elevator pitch. And then the, if they're intrigued, they'll ask you, okay, how do we go about doing this? Or tell me more or something like that. And then, you know, then you two can work on it. This is not an adversarial thing. You know, you're not, you know, you don't want... You, you you know you want to do what you want to do, but at the same time, the GM doesn't want to feel like you're trying to put one over on him and force something into the game that just he doesn't think will fit or he's uncomfortable playing with, or if it's going to overpower the game or something like that. You got to understand that, and if you put it in in that way, they will sit down, but you know they will think, well, is it going to fit in the game? And if it does fit in the game, say, okay, let's do this. Or let's try that. And you come in, into a compromise. So you've got to learn. It's, it's all the, it's the art of negotiation. You know what I'm saying? It's the art of negotiation. And it can, it can serve you well. I mean, I've, I've had some things like my current game. I told you about my character carries around these mini scrolls. Because he's not magic in any way, shape, or form. In fact, he's allergic to wizard magic. But there are six scrolls a whole person, six scrolls a whole monster. I added to the GM. I would like to try and do this. Since he is pretty much an adventurer, but he's he's a de more of a detective, and he carries around these scrolls, whole person, whole monster, so he can stop people. And oh, and I, you know, and you you kind of negotiate. And I said, well, these only work for one for one, I want to say turn. I can't remember if it's turn or phase. You know, it'll only work for until their next turn. And the GM was okay with it. Okay, fine, they're just one. 
you know, wanted done. And I said, well, why do you want it so, so short? He says, because in his business, he just wants to hold on to somebody long enough for him to like, you know, slap some manacles on him or tie him up or something like that and take him in or whatever they have to do for the police or the, the constable. He says, okay, well, that works. And that worked. I just went, I just said, I'd like to try and do this. We negotiated. I got it. That's the way you do it. And I sold it to him. By saying, because he's this, he's this kind of character, and this is part of his, this is part of his tools of the trade, so to speak. He knows he can't cast magic. He can't have magic cast on him because he's allergic. But he can read a scroll. Anybody can read a scroll, and it's not going to affect him. That's about the only thing he can do. He can read scrolls. Now, clerical magic, another story. He could be healed all day, no problem. Anything. There's something about wizardly magic where he's just allergic to it. I mean, every time there's a spell cast on him from a wizard or something like that, even if it's a friendly spell, he has to make a constitution save. If he blows the save, he vomits. Simple as that. So, that's what you got to do. Negotiate with the GM, but... You know, don't sit there saying, well, I want to do this, and I, I want to do this. And I said, no, you just say, you sell it. There's a thing in acting where it's like, it's, it's commit. If you're going to do something, don't do it halfway. Commit to it. If you're doing an action or something on stage or some kind of thing, commit to it. Because halfway actions, they look terrible. And the same way with role-playing games. Halfway actions don't get you anywhere. You know, sell it. Sell the idea to the GM. Believe me, it's a lot easier than you think. Anyway, i got to go start my day. So uh, if you guys want to listen or talk about me to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar.gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program every month, and I would thank you. And if you want to do a one-time contribution... You can go to my Kofi page. You get everything uh, like from three dollars on up. You can do whatever you want in a one-time, a one-time com- commitment, and that's ko-fi/oldmangrognard. And I would also like to thank these people who, who are my supporters: Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael. Randy and Joe. Thank you, guys. If you want to hear some good podcasts, there's Dan Griggs, the Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast. Marcy Wallring's the Yawning Albert podcast. Kevin has got the Red Caps podcast. Very interesting. John Allen Large, big John Allen Large were there at Dice Diaries. Randy and Joe over at Biggest Geekus and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.